0: you <laughs> this is v this is v this is episode 31 of the v forever podcast i really appreciate y'all tuning in today this is wednesday you know we had to do a wednesday episode because i felt kind of bad that we missed i feel kind of bad when we miss a week um and i didn't really have a real excuse for this week so I missed last week. Actually, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll talk more about why I missed last Friday, this Friday. But this episode, there is a lot to talk about because one of the reasons why I missed the episode on Friday, really last week in general, was because I was kind of hype for the story surrounding UFC 270. Everybody who doesn't care about fight sports, all right, man. What are you gonna do? I don't. I don't care. I'm not here to talk. I, we're not here to talk. Okay. Follow me on Instagram at V Forever Network. By the way, Young V Forever on Twitter, of course. And we gotta get into this because it's a. I want to get through it, and it's a lot to talk about because UFC 270 was on Saturday. We had a very interesting card. Um. The co-main event, Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueiredo That the third fight, and then the Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. That was probably one of the most anticipated fights, maybe not of the year, but to me, the story was. And when we want to talk about, there's certain things. Okay, we need. Let's talk about the fight first. Let's talk about Brandon Moreno, Davison Figueroa. If y'all saw the fight, it was a great fight. It was a very even fight. I think that what separated, what separated Davison from Brandon, is was his, um, his range and his power, because he knocked him down several times, and the leg kicks knocked him down. And I think that that's really what separated him from the judges. Now, I personally thought that it would be a draw. I thought it was really even because I thought that the rounds that Brandon won were pretty one-sided in a way. But but at no point was there really a clear winner to me. So they need to run that back. It is what it is, though. It was kind of cringy leading up to it because I like to watch like the press conferences and stuff because I like the story. Listen, man, I I come from pro wrestling. Like I don't really come from it, but you know, I like my my uh my interests come from pro wrestling, which, by the way, the Royal Rumble is this weekend. I'm not really hyped for it. I did watch a see. Look, I got to talk about that next Friday. I got. I mean, I got to talk about that next episode. We gonna talk. We gonna talk a little more about different things next episode, but we have to keep it purely mixed martial arts and fight sports right now. I, I did watch boxing over the weekend. I can't comment on that. I need to brush up on my boxing knowledge and <clears throat> then we'll talk. Then we'll talk, but I'm more faithful of a MMA fan is the thing. So soon enough I'll be talking about all fight sports with that. Who knows? Maybe I'll be a two weeker. The I'll talk sports on one week. I mean, I'll talk sports one day and make an episode out of that and then talk the real view forever episode will always be Fridays. It's kind of like, I don't know. No, nah, it's, it's it, you know kind of like Sunday night heat, warm you up for Monday night Raw. Um, something like that. Some something like that. It, it's similar, similar. So maybe maybe I'll continue this, but really I just want to make it a point to where I will always make a two week a two episode week. If I miss one episode, because I want to make it a point that we are trying to keep this together. We are trying to keep this consistent and we are trying to go to the moon. So, and I I haven't talked about that lately, but we'll talk about the rest of this on Friday because there's a lot to talk about on Friday, but there's only one thing to really talk about today. And that was the fight between Francis and Ganu and Cyril Gon. Cyril gone the Frenchman, ten fights in, got a title shot. His his fight against Derek Lewis was purely destruction. Did uh, had range, had speed. He moves like a welterweight, man. This man moves like a welterweight. Uh, a heavyweight moving that fast is problems. A heavyweight with that kind of skill is problems. I believe that. Mm, I know John Jones is moving a heavyweight. Good luck, man. Good luck. I don't root for John Jones anymore. I think I stopped. I'm gonna be honest. I stopped rooting for him when his when he was like against Daniel Cormier. Like that was when I gave I like I stopped because I was like I like DC. So I kind of stopped rooting for him. But listen, Cyril GaN is nothing to laugh at, uh, nothing to scoff at. If you haven't heard of him, it's okay. He is a big deal. He came in pretty quickly, and he has torn everybody to shreds. He is—he is a tactician on the feet, a real athlete as well. The way he speaks about the fight game, very George St. Pierre esque. Where it's a—it's a sport, it's a fight, it's a game. But uh, George St. Pierre was a little more serious about it, and in, in the aspect of uh, the way he talked about fighting, but. Francis Ngannou if you haven't heard of him the predator Francis Ngannou um well Cyril Ghan's nickname is Bonjaman or Bonjamin. I forgot what that translates to it's okay guys it's okay Francis Ngannou though he has only he had 16 fights coming in 16 finishes 3 losses he lost 2 who was it I believe he lost the fight before he went into the UFC. Then he lost the fight to Stepe Miocic the first time he went for the title. And then he lost to Derek Lewis in that really boring, weird fight on that DC versus Stepe card the first time. And he had made such improvements in the lead up to this fight. His win, his win with the title or his winning of the title against Stepe. he... Uh, he stuffed takedowns. He was showing some ground game, and he trains at a gym that is a lot of ground game. But it's still, uh, it's still a thing that he gets counted out for. Uh, that he's just a brawler. That he is only ground game. I mean, he's only stand up, and that he is. Uh, the narrative of this fight was that if, if, if it was gonna go to decision. It would be a win for Steve. Uh, not my bad, Cyril. And if it was gonna be uh, a knockout, if anybody was gonna knock out anybody, it's gonna be Francis, because that was his track record. All finishes, sixteen wins, sixteen knockouts, and yeah, never won a decision. Always lost by decision, you know. So, never been finished though. And Cyril gone is ten and zero. This fight was interesting because they were former teammates to a sense. Francis used to be in France um had a falling out with their with the coach, and that was also the narrative that the coach was there that Francis and the coach had a beef, and they really tried to put Cyril gone as like the the redeemer of the gym that francis left but he was like he's like a really good guy and didn't want that to be a thing so he really tried to squash that beef There was even like sparring footage that was released by the coach showing cyril Gon really making light work out of francis francis comes out and is like this was manipulated that's not real footage i knocked him out in sparring by the way and then you know, it was a whole thing. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Be honest. Everybody, be honest. blah blah blah. Yeah, but that was. it was a. It was a dramatic thing. In the background as well, after Francis won the title, he was immediately told to defend his title. Francis went to Cameroon because that's where he's from, and was not able to go back to the United States until September or something. But they wanted him to fight in August. And because he had like a visa issue, and so the UFC, after three months of him being champ, made that um, interim championship match between Cyril Gahn and Derrick Lewis. This, uh, and this is when it became an issue, that Francis Ngannou and the UFC were butting heads, because at the same time, Francis Ngannou has been making a drama show, well not a drama show. But calling out uh, Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury has been accepting these call-outs that they should box, that they should box in a ring, but with MMA gloves. And Tyson Fury is on ESPN, his uh, top-ranked boxing is on ESPN, and UFC is streaming on ESPN Plus so this is very possible the networks can cross so it's a lot more possible than we think but for some reason the UFC does not want that to happen and Dana White specifically he has been like uh you know talking down about Francis and just doing the same thing if you follow MMA to a certain degree, your certain fandom, and you know Dana White, the way he talks about certain people, you know what's going on. Like, he's when he talks bad about a fighter, it's because it's not the fighter's fault, it really isn't. Usually, it's the it's the fighter uh, against the company type of thing. Negotiations, contracts. This is this episode is going to be really like in the weeds with that. Just I just want to have everybody have a little bit of knowledge of what's been going on in the MMA world. So, let's just go on to the fight. First round. Oh no, Well, let's start off with the entrance. Francis Ganu entering with two knee braces. Very odd. The commentary was talking about it. Very odd that they mentioned it in a week. It was, uh, it was a little weird. The fight itself, going into it, was a little weird, and it was, uh, at least from my experience, it was just a little weird. And I was like, okay, you see somebody with knee braces, not knee braces, but like knee sleeves, it's a bad sign. And this whole time, I'm rooting for Francis because I gotta root for the. I gotta root against the man, you know, and the uh the fight starts. Francis is considerably slower than Cyril gone I mean, like it's almost it is like it's almost a world's difference of speed. Cyril Gunn's keeping distance, jabbing him, sidekicking him away, just keeping his distance, and he's popping him. Francis is lunging at him and missing. He's really trying to get that knockout blow. The commentary is making that making that known that, they're, that he keeps looking for that knockout. That's the problem with having the eraser, that you keep looking for it. And honestly, Francis wasn't jabbing at all. Like, I don't think that he – does that to be honest and that was a thing and it really made me know like yeah he doesn't need to fight Tyson Fury like to win if it's to fight him it's for the bag but Tyson Fury will handle his ass completely like Tyson Fury will make short work of him and and that's okay okay because this isn't what I'm trying to do here um the uh first round, they get into the fence. They actually do clinch. I remember that. They did clinch, and I believe they clinched in the second, too. Uh, and Francis was the one initiating the clinch, and then Cyril would get dominant position. And Cyril Gon was really just taking a lead in the first and second. And it, it was like clear. It was clear that there was like a tone that was set from the first round. And if you watch fights a lot, if you pay attention to the fights you watch, there's it always has the same kind of rhythm. There's someone there's someone leading the dance it feels. Only the only time that you see a classic is when nobody lets somebody lead it. Like the dance is not being led by anyone. Two people are clashing and trying to step into their own music not letting the other get their rhythm. That's when you see a classic. This fight was not that. Cyril Ghosn was leading the dance. Francis was slow. Francis was missing. At the end of the second round, Francis was tired. In the beginning of the third, it was more of the same. Then Cyril Ghosn throws a kick. Francis catches the kick hits him with a body shot, and slams him to the ground for his first MMA takedown. I mean, I believe this is his first MMA takedown. Maybe he's done it before, but I haven't seen it. And, and maybe I'm not a hardcore. But, I, I mean, I like to watch the fights. I enjoy it. I'm a fan. I'm a pretty big fan of MMA. I like PFL and Bellator. I I like fight sports in general. I watch boxing all that. But... Maybe I'm not hardcore enough to know the stats, you know, the numbers, but this is the first time he's initiated grappling. And he kept him there for a long time. He kept him there for almost the rest of that round. And by the end of that round, I saw his coach point at Cyril Gone while Francis was going to the corner. And and all of this is from a third person talking about Francis cuz this is a Francis show right now. We got to talk about the champ. He he pointed at um Cyril Gons corner when he was walking to his back to his corner like his coach did and said that motherfucker's done. Like I was like, "Oh." When I saw that takedown, I mean, I was watching it with my dad and my brother. My dad was like, "Man, this sucks." Cuz heavyweight fights are slow, and he didn't really know them, and he knows the knockout, you know, like Francis, he's a boxing guy. He's a he's a hardcore boxing fan. He's a casual MMA guy. He'll watch it when I'm watching it or put it on. But and I'm talking about my dad. He um I I popped, this is a wrestling term, pop when you get out of your seat. I popped when he got that slam because, man, yes. And I think he did a, a judo throw in the same round. If I'm not mistaken, it was that round, or maybe it was the, th- the fourth. But going into the fourth, Cyril Gon is a little tired. He seems tired, and he's leading the dance. He starts to lead the dance, but then Francis gets him on the cage and does another takedown. And he's not necessarily putting in that much work in the takedown, but he's he's winning. He's landing. He's controlling. And for the most part, in MMA judging, if someone gets the takedown and is, like, doing these pop shots, they're winning. Even though, like like, some of the rules is, like, whoever is going for the finish is winning. The aggressor is winning. Which uh, and that makes it fair for people who stand on the outside, you know. So, people who are trying to put the fight and put the fight to an end are the people that are winning the round. Basically, if you're working towards that, you're winning. And this necessarily wasn't that, but if you keep someone on the ground long enough and are hitting them to a certain point, you are actually you're nullifying their offense. Thus, you're the only person being offensive. So you're winning. This, this was interesting, man. This was interesting because going into the fifth, they're both fucking tired, yo. They're both done. You think so. But Francis also has such, like his corner was motivating him. At the end of that fifth, it was, uh, his coach was like, I know what you've been through. You have a beautiful story. This isn't it. This isn't the end. This and that. You go out there and you get this motherfucker. And like, he I'm like, oh man. I'm watching professional wrestling. I'm watching pro wrestling, man. Because this isn't how fights usually go. Fights don't go like this. I'm watching real theater right now. And that last round, Cyril Gon lands a takedown. Oh no. Cause I'm I'm rooting for Francis. I'm out of I'm like out of my seat for Francis. He lands that takedown. And I'm like no, Francis is tired. Cyril Gon had him at half guard. Francis gets him to his guard, or Francis yeah Francis gets Cyril into his guard, and Cyril Gon does a weird move. He goes for a leg lock. He goes for a knee bar. He loses top position. Listen y'all. Francis popped up and got on full mount. And, man, he controlled the rest of that round. And it was clear who won. Now, on a fight like this where Francis, Francis being the stand-up guy, them both being stand-up guys, and one of them clearly being better than the other on that night in the stand-up, that any other fight, Cyril Gone wins. Cyril Gone would be the new champ. And this is what impresses me. Because there is something called championship adjustments. And I told my dad that as soon as I saw this. I And I actually told him that while we were watching boxing that same night as well. Like I was talking about how, haven't you noticed how every fight somebody is doing something and the other person can't get out of that groove? that the other person set, and it's like every round they come back and do the same thing, and Francis Ngannou broke that. He made championship adjustments. He got one takedown and realized this dude is weak. Like, when it comes to this, I Francis, it, it, the technique was off. It wasn't all great. Not everything was great. Probably better than me, Definitely. I mean, definitely better than me. Um, I've done some grappling, like, as in, like, months (laughs) months of grappling. (laughs) Like, I couldn't even say that I grapple. Like, I've done jujitsu or any type of wrestling. I can't even claim it. I know of it, though. I've known of it. I've known of it. So I understand. I understand um, in a very basic level and through watching MMA I understand basic concepts and that's it. Not to apply these concepts, but to know what I'm seeing when I see it and appreciate what I'm seeing. And to that level. Not to apply. And, and, and that's respect. You gotta respect me for admitting that. <laughs> you gotta respect you gotta respect the respect, okay? Cause I'm not saying that I know it. I'm saying that I know of it not to apply it. You know what I'm saying? And that's different because knowledge is different than application and knowledge of applying. So anyway, so yeah, you can tell that it's not good. You can tell he's not good. Like you can tell he's like um, below average when it comes to UFC standard, uh, uh the premier martial, mixed martial arts league standard of skill level. Like you can tell. And even in the heavyweight division, you can tell he's one of the worst, like from what you saw. But he found a way to make it work. He used his strength because he's a powerhouse, definitely the strongest man in that division. Watching him, like it reminded me of Brock Lesnar versus Shane Carwin, when Shane Carwin was beating the dust off his ass, and then pause, and then Brock, Lesnar, and then he was tired, and Brock Lesnar grappled him and did that that arm triangle in the second round and won. Ooh, that's theater, man. It reminded me of Floyd Mayweather versus Marcos Maidana, the first one. Marcos Maidana putting it on him. Floyd making adjustments early, early, early through the middle and winning the rest of that fight. People saying that this was Floyd's hardest fight, this and that. It reminded me of basically any Floyd Mayweather fight you watch where the guy at first, he's landing some offense, then Floyd em- employs his tactics, figures out his distance, and eliminates his uh, the other person's offense with his elite-level defense, legendary-level defense, because now we're talking about tiers. And I think that Francis Ngannou entered championship elite-level tier that night because elite-level tier, to me, is – the best of the best the best of the best and obviously legendary tier is is reserved for those who are the highest of the high you know what i'm saying so right now francis ngano is the best of his craft currently elite level t- like he's elite level tier those are championship adjustments he saw that things weren't going his way and instead of going like a zombie, like, and I think it's, it's human. It's human for this to happen, that things aren't going your way, so you just go through with it and just let it end. That's your way of giving up and giving in. But this guy had the wherewithal to say, I'm not losing this, and went in, and he took it back, and he fought back for that title and kept it that night. That's inspirational, man. It was such a great fight to see. And some people might say it was a snooze fest or something, but the theater was there. The theater really was there. Seeing that Dana White left the arena, didn't attend the press conference, and uh, Mick Maynard, the matchmaker, was the one who put Francis's belt on him. Petty moves, petty moves. 'Cause you hear about Francis having this problem with the UFC and Dana White's not making it any better. He's not the type two anyway. He is he is actually the petty type and he would have probably hugged and kissed Francis I mean Cyril Gon if he would have beat Francis and Ganu that night. And that is another thing that makes this such a good fight. Such a feel good moment. Seeing this man get his moment in the sun. And knowing that later on you find out uh Francis's manager got a text, um, like a racist text from a Las Vegas number. UFC's based in Vegas. I'm not making accusations. I don't know. Francis getting an email, uh, that he's gonna get sued for talking to Jake Paul's management, even though he said he didn't. It's uh the UFC sent him an email about that, like uh threatening to sue. Right before the fight, right when he got in the arena. Very odd. Then you find out Francis tore his um, MCL and ACL uh, 25 days before the fight. Wasn't even 100%. Wasn't in the right mind frame when it comes down to it. So much happening to him. So much pressure. Nobody wins when they're against the house. Tyron Woodley, man. When you think of Tyron Woodley, he was against the house, and the UFC won. And and you don't even have to say uh, it's not fair to put Cyril Ghosn in the position of the bad guy or Kamaru Usman in the position of the bad guy for beating Tyron Woodley while he was in this fight against the UFC. It's just... There's so much that's put on your play. There's no way to win. Almost that's how it, it seems with these things, and it's happened so many times. And one of the things that um, fighters like him, I guess Francis is now in a in a league of his own. Well, not a league of of many now. Like uh, like the Randy Couture's, the Tito Ortiz's, the um, hell the GSPs, George Saint Pierre he who have these contract disagreements with the UFC and things don't end up well except this was the last fight of of Francis Ngannou's contract at the end of the year it completely expires the UFC has a tactic to where if you win a uh a championship fight the championship clause means that your contract is extended 6 months they can keep offering him fights and if he dis, if he uh Technical. He says right no. There. They can strip him, but then but anyway, a free agent. If he um, uh, if he says no to uh, a fight the last can thing also I want to talk about contract, is but in his contract it completely ends. So at the this end show of this called year. Boba Fett. Came so this out. is gonna be very interesting to see what's and next. ass. I personally want to see him fight um, um, Tyson Fury, get his badge. They're really trying to, to it's, turn it's, our childhood it's into heroes for the best that we see and that. It's just so for him, weird. you know what I'm saying? Because we thought they were, and I think that it's for the, that he he for, for the best that we didn't care for them to become good guys. Personally, people still cheer I for Michael see- Myers, you know. We don't want Because him to I have love the competition. Side. I love what's happening with AEW like, right now. Him becoming the hero. I love if it. Disney got my I want to see Di- uh Francis, Myers would be a hero. He would do John exactly Jones what the Mandalorian and, and several and other people, people. they go to random Fight their indigenous contract aliens and, and go start to other in their society so he doesn't Personally, seem that bad. Personally, I want to see the superstar go sort of and like he was a and make hunter. other leaf thrive. I Disney really want to see that. Fucking it's probably not going to happen. We're talking about real human that I used to situation. There's no. Like, they're going to go for. They the are killing is, shit but in a bad way. I really want to. Marvel see is doing well, even the though they're releasing duds. Because like they're like. Proven like people a, a two hit going combo. to other organizations dead, dead, hit, gets dead, us closer dead, to hit, where we want dead, um, MMA to like be. Dead, and I really like hit, MMA. Dead, I really like hit, MMA. So I really dead, want man, MMA to be hit. fair. It, like, it just doesn't seem right. Marvel's when doing you a good job. these stories of that sense, people not getting paid like right, dud, man, and then hit. like, and then like the UFC like, just coming out on top. Actually, I like their tactics of how they get people to accept fights. And it's just it. it sounds dirty. Black. And the UFC's like is like is getting sued already. It's like a class action it. lawsuit, Rightfully which so. is the it next thing right. that I want to talk about. I think that it's a for me to talk about like this. That was one of the right best movies they've made. And it's like the, you know it's what, the last man? thing I want to talk about. That everybody it's should hard to, be aware of. It's really hard to accept should, sometimes that um, it might if just you're be an that MMA they're not doing it for us anymore. If it's your favorite sport, sport people our age anymore, and that's fine, it be it's fine. But they're just know is doing it going for them. Them. But they know we're the ones who are watching it and, and I pulled it the up money from going to the theater. UFC class that's my action. problem with it. Com. And, and I think that we should speak with our dollar. Obviously, UFC will never hurt for lawsuit. They will put any bullshit out and make a toy out of it. It's a couple of and so much revenue that they'll make a sequel that makes more revenue. Just I people mean, who If you really been employed thought that the Black Panther was, the was the UFC, more about um, suing the UFC. Giving us the, I wanna more read of that the black over renaissance, renaissance that was going on right in the, the, now in the twenty ten like just so, so that everybody gets other, the gist. other um, it's a little confusing rather than right their pursuit for selling black would people learn a lot on toys. You're crazy. Just Disney? to see, like, the well, next Marvel 2, However, they're on the same shit. Soon, it is capitalism. Like it is what it is. Union I just or want an all-ies of art, yo. Because now like, like, the that's government my thing, is involved. I'm in all about the art at the end of the day. I love Adam Sandler MMA, because there's an art there's a there's to him a class too, though. Lawsuit. There's an art to him. Here's what it says. This is from UFC Class Action. I see. You learn something. You get a lesson from that. You get. And this is where you learn. If I you get like a. All there's right, like, so like even Jack and Jill, like you think that was his December worst movie, but I learned that you gotta be nice to your folks. It, 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 it's all about family at the end of the, the day, and you gotta be nice to them no matter like how they company, act. Sometimes Zufa LLC. Zufa LLC. there's nothing wrong with that. The class like, yeah, represents. Lesson on that at the end of the Cung Cung day. we remember him. He fought um Shung Chi gives you that message. Nathan Corey, they all try to give you a message, but it's soulless sometimes. John and Fitch and Disney went to is losing soul after his UFC um, stuff. They even Brandon put out a Vera, movie called Soul in, on um, Disney Plus. That shit UFC. was ass, yo! Shout out to Jamie Foxx for your no hairline having ass, bitch. Luis Javier okay, Vasquez. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him <laughs> okay, and, and Kyle okay. Kingsbury. <laughs> I got I carried. Him as much, I can't but. carry it away. I actually admire. These are people that are included in the lawsuit. No, I don't admire. I. The class representative really that the he's UFC really, uses improper he strategies is, to dominate the really market talented. for MMA Singer, actor, fighter services, right, uh, uh, allowing right. to <laughs> allowing it to pay its MMA fighters comedian. less than half like, as much great. as they otherwise would have received. Mm. Damn, so they're man, getting yeah. paid less than half that of COVID what they deserve, house, uh, tired, according yo. to these gentlemen. But, Next the, week, let the me the talk fighters about Brock also Lesnar. Claim that the UFC I need to talk about Brock Lesnar the and antitrust laws. To, we got to talk some the wrestling next episode. This fighters. is episode thirty. Class I hope represent you know we're gonna have some more. I'm not, not gonna miss it for week. themselves. Fuck that but shit. But also, if I can talk to represent I can post. about us other everybody, this is Be Forever, Young Be Forever oh, on Twitter. One of network Forever Network Follow that shit. Share that shit with your friends. I don't give a fuck how you feel about me. I don't so give a these 1200 fuck. fighters What going to talk about it more, like who's Listen. covered in the 1200. Listen, but it's. Okay, uh, no, it's tw- I care about, 1200 how you think about it. I really fighters want everybody to enjoy this. The, well, the people that I want to enjoy this. And I really this hope year. y'all enjoy this. So This is for a special type of person. It's not every single Not UFC just everybody's going to love this shit. But. Moving to on, everybody else for over six fuck about years me, of hard-fought litigation. At the court announced in December fuck 2020 you hos, get a that grit, it intends nigga. to certify a to class all my people and issue its written opinion. Is showing love, Once class doing what you, you got sh- do. Certification is um, granted. The class and the own damn business. We're all just trying to get by. Them Shout out to y'all. Rep- blessings be upon you, everybody. Class. Let's Sorry. keep going. It's 2022. I don't give a fuck. Share this shit with anybody you do or don't like. I UFC don't give a fuck if you MMA just met the motherfucker. Place, let or them know that my name is V. I got a podcast V. Forever. And I talk a December lot of shit, 16th, bitch. Peace. To June 30th, 2017. So those are the people who are covered in this. The court has not yet decided whether the fighters should win the litigation, but its deci- decision to certify a class is a major victory. It puts the fighters in a strong position as they push the case towards a trial. The lawsuit brought by plaintiffs plaintiffs Johnson and Dalloway, C.B. Dalloway, by the way. I don't know who Johnson is, but C.B. Dalloway, he was an Ultimate Fighter winner. Seek, I think he was not the first. Was he the first? Um, I don't know if he was the first. I feel like he was, though. Seek to extend the class period to cover they're seeking to extend the class period to cover all persons who competed in one or more live professional ufc promoted mma bouts taking place or broadcast in the united states from july 1st 2017 to the present that's big now that's big that's big news at the trial class representatives plan to show that the ufc has had not violated the antitrust laws the fighters would have received so at the at trial the class representatives plan to show that if the ufc had not violated the antitrust laws the fighters would have received 50 percent or more of the revenues from mma events that is similar to the percentage of revenues boxers receive as do athletes in the nba nfl nhl and mlb these are major league sports guys UFC MMA fighters, in contrast, get paid only about 20% of event revenues. These fighters seek to recover the difference in pay as damages. I don't know if you guys remember how there used to be sponsors and stuff on their trunks, but now everybody's sponsored by Venom. The UFC fighters do not get much from that. They And then the new Crypto.com sponsor, they get none of that. And... Um, <clears throat> All right. Then the la- the last part. The case Kung Lee versus Zufa, ultimate fighting Championship, in the UFC, number blah, 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 is pending before the Honorable Richard Bulware in Federal Court in Nevada. The court has appointed three law firms to lead the effort against the UFC on behalf of the fighters. Those law firms are Berger, Montevue, PC, Cohen, Milstein Sellers & Toll, PLLC, and the Joseph Severi Law Firm, Inc. Other counsel for the fighter include Kemp Jones, LLP, and Warner Angle, Hellam Jackson, and Formanek, PLC. Okay, this is just saying, like, the laws and this and that. So, yeah, T- getting paid only about 20% of event revenues. Interesting, man. They're- and if you see what these guys got paid, I think it was, like, the fighters total got paid one point eight million dollars for the entire event of two seventy. As in like everybody on the card combined, uh, if they put their purses together, made that much. I think like Brandon Moreno, the champion, won three hundred thousand dollars. Francis Nganu, the heavyweight champion, the baddest man on the planet, six hundred thousand dollars. This is and, and I understand that a lot of people might say Um, they're making money this is a lot of money but comparative to how much the UFC is making considering they were make having a boom year 2020 during a pandemic turning in shows for less price because they were in the apex making having to pay little payments and making a dollar off of us and then extending their uh or raising pay-per-view prices. This is this is craziness. And I just wanted everybody to know about this. Everybody who cares about MMA and doesn't watch it just casually should know about what's happening like that. And and I just wanted this episode to be um an informative episode just because I felt that there's that's something that we can talk about here. And it's just something that people should know. Like I said, I keep I keep saying that, but it's, I really mean that. If you're a a fan of things, or if you care about something a lot, you should at least know the ins and outs in a way, just so that you're not idly, mindlessly doing things. You know what I'm saying? Just know if you love like if you love your country, just know how it works, for the sake of knowledge, you know, and because you you respect it enough to know how it works. So. I think this is perfect for me to end it here. Episode 32 coming out Friday. Everybody enjoy your day. This is V. Follow me on V Forever Network, Instagram, and Young V Forever on Twitter. Share this episode with your friends. Share this episode. Everybody, let's go. We might do more MMA or fight sports. We might do more um just in general but like like a wednesday thing but that's it everybody love peace